Welcome to the underpaid and the underqualified. We're back with your host Vince, Tally, and Jaw Ma. I'm gonna tell Hi. his last name. Expose it for the world. You were exposed so many times. You have no idea. Yeah, like anyone couldn't look you up on Facebook now. With they wouldn't even know how to spell it. J A J. You don't even know how to spell it. Yeah, that's it, right? That's it. Exactly. It's actually J I A. Anyways, um, we're back. Took a little bit of a break for uh, a few different reasons. Uh, me and Jack got in a brutal shouting match in our last episode and couldn't stand the sight of each other for the past month. That was it, right? Yeah. We talked about Star Wars. I think we were mutually agreement on that. <laughs> That's our version of fighting. It's uncomfortable <laughs> when we agree. We need to take some time away, right? Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable feeling that we actually come to a mutual understanding on something. Yeah, we prefer being at opposite sides. That, that lets us know. We're like heaven and hell, you know? We're the angel and the demon. Who exactly is each? Uh, the viewers can decide. But, um, no, that's actually not true at all. We, uh, Ja had a little vacation trip, and I, um, just couldn't stand Ja anymore. So we didn't do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so vacation happened, then uh, Vince did something called a little thing called a Spartan Race. Wow, look at you. You're hacking my grinder, looking up what I've been doing lately. You told me that you were doing <laughs> and then And then I contracted something called a... Uh, uh, AIDS. Uh, I was going to say coronavirus, but it's not coronavirus, but it was strep. But anyways... What's worse? Coronavirus or strep? I think I'd take coronavirus. Like, what's worse? <laughs> yeah, I think coronavirus, because one's curable by antibiotics, nah, I'm the other kidding. one's curable by, like, yeah. your own self. Work. They have no cure for it yet. But strep looks so painful, it almost makes me wonder. <laughs> it actually is pretty painful. Yeah, it makes me think, like, eh, is coronavirus that bad? Not sure. Um, I mean, it's basically... It's like bronchitis, but on steroids. And it's not curable. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like there's no medicine directly fixing it. Exactly. That's the, like, the really, like, worrying part about it, too. And I mentioned this to you off the podcast, but just to say it on the podcast, my uh, work is headed uh, no travel mandates, meaning no one can fly anywhere within the company, period. And even if you actually flew, like, not even for work in the past two weeks, like, just did any sort of, like, trips anywhere involving airplanes, you have to work from home for the next two weeks. Really? Even let's say that, like, you flew from, like, NorCal or SFO to Oakland Airport, yes. <laughs> wow. And I would be on your company band because I flew last week. Oh, did you? That's what I said, yeah. Oh, two weeks ago. I thought it was, like, international travel. No, 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 like, period, like, anywhere. Oh. Like, nobody in the company can fly for work. And so, like, if you know you have to fly tomorrow, that means, like, until... This is happening until, like, the end of March, too, so... I don't know. Maybe they'll just magically find a career, for, uh, a cure for coronavirus by then. But uh, I was planning to do a trip in June, so this could be a real inconvenience if I. Where are you trying to go? Uh, I was gonna do. Did I ever tell you the the trip I did to twenty eighteen? I went to Chicago, New York, Boston, and Seattle all in a week. Uh, that sounds like a crazy endeavor, but okay. <laughs> yeah, five days. I did it. Uh, yeah, I was basically gonna do that again, but part two. I was gonna do. <clears throat> Austin, Texas, Miami, Florida, Denver, Colorado, Vail, Colorado, in five days. So a little less crazy because it's only three. Um, oh my gosh, why are you only allowing yourself five days for four cities? Because it's expensive. <laughs> and it's kind of fun, I don't know, the, like, the adrenaline of just like... I would just be exhausted. I was exhausted, but it was like a cool kind of exhaust. It's like, it's like a sprint, just like cramming everything you can 
Like, in the five days, seeing if you can make every single flight, seeing if you can see all the shit you want to see. But, I don't know, it's a pretty satisfying feeling at the same time. I feel like for me, a vacation needs to be kind of more mellow, so, like, I guess I can talk about my Japan trip. Um, yeah, smooth transition. Let's so, do it. With, J- with Japan, is that we we had an itinerary laid out. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, itineraries, things fall through, whatever, right? Okay. How long sure. was the trip, by the way? Uh, 10, 11 days. Okay, almost two weeks. And so we effectively visited five different cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, two cities, we only went to one day as a day trip. Mm-hmm. And so, like, things kind of fell through, things didn't work out. And so a lot of the time, is like, like, when we were in Tokyo, we spent a lot of time on the subways. If you ask my friends, like, how I was doing in terms of, like, stamina-wise, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, every time we went back to the Airbnb, I was the first one knocked out, passed out cold. <laughs> Damn. Like, All your friends just had superhuman wills to stay awake? They were doing better than me, and then for me, I was just completely on the, like, I slept on the floor. Oh, wait, you were the only one visiting, though, right? Like, they lived there? No, they were all traveling, too. Really? Yeah. You did a trip with friends? I thought it was a family. No, I did it with uh, uh, friends. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so four of us, and so, yeah, like, for at least three to four nights, I recall, all, I just knocked out, and the lights were still on, whatever, and people were still talking, and I don't remember anything. And they're like, yeah. Knocked out like a light. Damn. Sounds like you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> hey. I'm going to shove this pill up your ass. Um, no, no, I can see it. No, I can so, see yeah, that. So just you telling me that you're going to four or five different cities in five days makes me feel like, okay, well, what is sleep? I need to have like that downtime <laughs> to recharge and just kind of just chillax. Well, with that specific trip that I did, it kind of worked out where like... The way I did the flight, so like I said, it was Chicago, New York, and then Boston and Seattle. So when flying from Boston to Seattle, uh, that's a nine-hour flight or six-hour flight. I forget exactly how. No, not nine hours. I can't remember. Anyways, six hours maybe. So I slept on the plane. That was kind of like helped me catch up. But there was definitely like the third day of the trip when I was in New York. Like I just remember I was in this. Have you heard of a pod hotel? Yes. Yeah, I was in it, one of those. That's a big thing in Japan. Yeah, just super, super cramped, super tiny, just like an apartment for ants, basically. And uh, I just remember I was so fucking tired. I can't remember the last time I was this tired. And then, like, the uh, housekeeping lady, like, knocks on the door, and I've never been more deliriously just like, the sleep, uh, come back. <laughs> just had, like, no way to, like, form words and just, like, like total sleep zombie, just like, I can't, uh, come back later. <laughs> so, yeah, good times. So I did have like a really few, a few really tired moments, but overall, I don't know. It's kind. Of, I think five days, five days is enough sleep. I can do that, you know. Yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> do you need I, eight hours a night? Not eight hours, but I definitely need like, I you know, let's say like time before I go to bed to just relax, settle down. Yeah, we sleep, all need that. Yeah. And then wake up and not feeling like all right, I gotta go again. You know. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I had a really inappropriate question I was thinking of asking. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask it. It's going to go down a weird rope. I'll just leave the viewers to wonder what the question What's is. What's the inappropriate question? Huh? What's the inappropriate question? It was going to be, have you ever thought about sacrificing sleep for another type of activity? Because <laughs> you're so in that mode. I don't know if you can read between the lines with what I'm saying. Food? No. <laughs> I've sacrificed sleep for food before. <laughs> All right, we're not going to go down this road. <laughs> My innocent little mind. Exactly. For the Christian viewers out there, we're going to... Yeah, not go <laughs> down that road. Anyways, yeah, so self-reflection in Japan. Um, 
Yeah, how was the trip, Jeff? I really do enjoy Japan. I think there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff to see, a lot of different experiences because, well, you're, you're in Japan. There's, it's, um, well, I went to an out, I went to a, a micro pig cafe. So that's great. What's a micro pig cafe? Micro pig? Micro pig? Is yeah. that a brand, like, franchise? Like, pigs are small and stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, is it like the Japan version of Burger King or something? Micro, like, hey, let's go to micro pig, or is it like a type it's of. It's an animal themed cafe. Huh. So they have a, them here? No, not, it's not in America. We have cat cafes. Oh, there you go. Okay, so it's like a it's like a business in Japan. So I guess for the people that are uncultured, like myself, like Vince here, um, they have a lot of animal themed cafes. So for example, there's a micro pig one where you can play with pigs as you drink a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? This is real. I've yeah, never heard I said there's a cat cafe where you can play with cats and drink coffee. Wow. Uh, same thing. So there's a Shiba Inu one. There's a cat one. There's uh, I do not recommend going to the owl one because I don't want to encourage animal tourism. So please do not go to the owl one. I went to that one. The animals looked absolutely miserable. Hmm. Go to one where the animals are social and they want to be touched. They want to be played. Don't owls always look miserable though? The thing is that with the owls there, the owls when you were trying to pet them, they retracted their heads. One of them was like trying to bite a person's finger, but in the end it was just like, alright, whatever, I'll let you touch me, but really like, keep away from me. Hmm. And so the owls just seemed super miserable. My friend also asked the waitress, hey, what's the nicest owl here? And she paused and she's like, none of them are nice. I think because they just have resting, resting bitch face to like an extreme degree as an owl. I can't think of ever no, seeing No, they're not supposed owl. to be help, like captive. They're like chained the entire time. They're not allowed to fly around or anything. That does suck. I'm just saying they always look miserable, to be fair. They look adorable. <laughs> no. Anyways, but yeah, but in terms of the micro pig one, if you want to argue that micro pigs exist or not, I don't know. There's an argument about that, and I'm, I don't know where I stand on that. Huh. But anyways, I'm sure flat earthers are totally on board for this. Those pigs, at least, were having fun. They liked okay. being on your lap. They liked bouncing around. Uh, I mean, they might nibble on you if they're hungry, but um, mm. it was fine, right? Yeah. So something like that. So it was fun. Like the different experiences. Um, I, I think this trip really reinforced the fact that, like, if you know that you're going to travel in somewhere that you don't like, mm-hmm. you really should not follow through with that. No Wait, run that how, by me one more time. Huh? What was, what did you say? Run that by me. So, make sure that you like and enjoy spending long periods of time with the people you're traveling oh. with. <laughs> you're about to throw all the people you traveled with under the bus publicly? Just one. Um, Sweet. What's his name? Or I'm not name. saying anything any more than that. But anyways, I'm sure they know who they are. They probably know who they are. <laughs> Sweet. Anyway, so, like, no matter what stage you are in planning, yeah, you gotta know when to back out from that entire trip altogether. If you know you're going to probably murder somebody on this trip. Yeah, that sounds like a good call. I don't know. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm kind of, that's why I prefer kind of traveling alone, like on the trip I mentioned. Like, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, if I'm going somewhere, I'm so selfish and just like, in my own world, I just want to do what I want to do. Like, I went to Europe on a grad trip with a bunch of other students, and I did, it kind of, part of it was killed with the fact that like, you're kind of at the mercy, mercy of doing what Mercery. All, mercery. What the, the mercy of like, what all the group wants to do, you know? So, was that your experience with this? Like, you feel like you couldn't? Do as much because of, like, what the rest of the group wanted to do? Or was it more just you just don't like this person? So, I went with the group. So, yeah, no, I went with a group that was actually pretty lax. Okay. So, we're very, like... How many people? Three others. Okay. So, for the most part, people are like, oh, I just want to go on an adventure. I just want to spend time with you guys, right? Yeah. 
versus, well, there's one guy where it was very difficult to coordinate with this person because I would have an itinerary and i say, hey, let's put this together. What do you want to do? I want to accommodate everybody. I don't want anybody to feel left out. And that person basically took a fat dump on the itinerary and on the side was saying, what's the point of having an itinerary? It's stupid. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, after I learned about this, I'm like, all right, well, you can go die in a fire. Um, it's a logical response. <laughs> and so it just became very difficult. And so, if, like, oh my gosh, every time we were traveling, right? You'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, I want to see this. I want to see that. Cool. Look it up. Figure out how I can thin itinerary. Otherwise, I don't care. So you were like, buy the book, I want to do the itinerary. And he was more like, oh, let's do this. Fuck the itinerary. Well, it, was, it became a lot of, like, most of it was stuff that I want to do. And I straight up said, hey, so it seems like there's a lot of stuff I want to do. And nobody else really chimed in on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're going to do what I'm doing. So you're saying the itinerary was based on what you wanted to do because no one else was chiming in? Some people had chimed in, but then I kind of made it up front like, all right, you know what? For all the people that did put it on the itinerary and took the time because this itinerary was eight months in the making, mm-hmm. you had time to add stuff to it. You had time instead of just telling me, hey, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Cool. Add it on. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't want to. Hmm. Instead of giving me this half-assed response of like, uh, yeah, I want to do it, but I don't want to put in the work to do the research and make this work. Hmm. And I want you to do it for me. And that's that are, where I'm like, so that's your I don't pers- care. That's your personality style. Like You like planning things and the fact that people didn't plan so much and then you had a strict plan set in mind and then when people were like in the moment not living up to the like agreement you had in your mind that we're just going to do what I planned because none of you mentioned anything in the planning process that annoyed you. Yes or no? I was flexible. Like, there's a lot okay. of things I sacrifice mm-hmm. to make other other people's, like, wants come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to tell me last minute when everybody else have already tried to contribute and make, make it work, mm-hmm. that's where I'm like, I'm going to ignore you. So when you say you're flexible, like, was it just if somebody brought something up in the moment that you would say no, or was it... Oh, they brought up in the moment that I would say no. Really? Wow. See? You know... I- my personal philosophy, I definitely like planning stuff, just so you know stuff in mind, but I think on my trips, I like, personally speaking, I like to plan stuff, but then if I see something cool, I don't want to, like, think, like, well, I can't do that, I gotta stick to the itinerary, so I guess I kind of keep it a little flexible, you know? I'm an in-between. I think it's because the entire trip, he, he was always like that, like, I want to mm. go to this tea house, and he mentioned it on many separate occasions throughout the year. Yeah. And I was like, cool, put it on the itinerary, I don't know what tea house you want to go to. If you want to go out of the way, because then we we've literally went out of the way just to get cream puffs in the shape of a, ca- a cartoon character. Ooh, that sounds worth it. <laughs> Depends what cartoon character, I guess. Totoro, huh? Totoro. Totoro. What the fuck? Okay. Do you know Miyazaki? Oh, is that the Spirited Away? Yes. Yeah, same creator, same theme, different movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I'm gonna look this up. You keep. Can we spell it for you? No, I got it. John Turturro. Same spelling, right? Wait, what? <laughs> John Turturro. Who the... T-O-T-O-R-O. No, do you know that actor? I just spelled it out for you. There you go. You know that guy, right? Who is he? He's uh, the guy in um, every uh, Adam Sandler movie. He looks like Adam Sandler. Yeah, I know he does. <coughs> no, I don't know. Anyways. He was in Transformers. No. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna derail this by talking about it. Anyway, so yeah, so it's really important to like, <laughs> no matter what stage of planning, if you know that you're going with somebody that you're gonna dislike, back out. Did you? Matter. So did you like the person before? Um, are they gonna hear this podcast? Am I gonna burn some? Bridges? Oh no, he's not going to listen to this podcast. Damn, I know he's not going to listen to it. Um, would you? Would you say he was a friend before the trip? I say he was a friend like a year ago. <laughs> Mm, so it's one of those things where it's like I noticed that okay so he's the kind of guy that will not accept responsibility nice and so like my kind of guy <laughs> alright we're not going to talk about this we're going to talk about the trip this okay, is a separate we don't, don't want to get too deep into this well we had an itinerary we had a plan no no, no, no I, was, I was saying you don't want to get too deep into talking just about your friend on this trip yeah no, because then it would just go really deep and we would derail real hard yeah Okay. And it becomes an entire ranting session, which I got over. Mm. Um, yeah, I, you know how, like, I think where I relate to you is slightly different. How do you feel about group work? Um, I don't know. If I like the people, then it's fine. If I don't like the people, then I'm screwed. You know how, like, we used to train at Twitter? Like, or like when new employees came in? We yes. Were so, what you call it? With, like, I'm having a unique situation with my work now where it's like, my team is, like, asking me to train this, like, new person, mm-hmm. and the roles are not clear to me at all about what he's exactly supposed to do type of thing, mm-hmm. and they're also in the room when I'm training him, so it just feels super uncomfortable, like, I'm being watched, and, I'm, like, everything is, like, I'm saying is under scrutiny type of thing, uh-huh. and then, like, if they interject something like, oh, we'd prefer to do this, or we would do this, they're telling me, like, on the spot in front of him, which I think, like, kind of kills the credibility of me trying to say something, and then it's kind of like, well, and then they keep kind of, like, like, chiming in with things, like, to me in front of him and I'm just like well why the fuck did you ask me to train him if you're doing this why don't you just train him type of thing so I think that's kind of where I relate to you with the like like having a plan in place because like similarly like with group work and doing stuff alone I prefer to if like if I'm doing something like just solo it's 100% me and if we're doing group work I'm not doing anything <laughs> it's like those and I'll be 100% comfortable doing no group work because I hate like collaborating I just hate the indecisiveness and going back and forth and just people's opinions and blah 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 goes on forever I just get kind of sick of it I think in a way I kind of do agree okay so like when it comes to traveling if I I've never had I never hated the people I traveled with mm-hmm. for the most part yeah unless if you're going to make a lot of these like weird small comments Mm-hmm. like these passive aggressive comments that mm-hmm. I'm just like okay well why didn't you bring it up in the first place so like this person actually I traveled with back in Vegas yeah um, a little bit over a year ago it was my first Vegas trip and I straight up told everybody who's on this trip all I'm doing is literally eating mm-hmm. watching shows shooting guns and hiking <laughs> that is all I'm doing if you yeah. want to gamble sure we can squeeze in gambling but I'm not going to go any clubbing I'm not going to be drinking because I know that when I drink I need literally a full 24 hours to recover the next day. Really? Depends on how much I'm drinking, right? Jesus. What but if you had three beers? That'd be fine. Okay. But, like, let's say that, like, oh, we're going to go out clubbing. And, yeah, then I'm going to be drinking a lot. But then that means that the next day I'm going to have to uh, need some time to recover. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so that becomes an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was going to drink. Mm-hmm. apparently he wanted the entire time he kept asking why don't we go clubbing why don't we go clubbing why don't we go clubbing and I'm like you knew from the beginning nobody wanted to mm-hmm. that was not the intent of this trip mm-hmm. <laughs> and so apparently he was he kept making the same joke to another friend mm-hmm. about like yeah why didn't why didn't we go clubbing nobody could keep up with me 
Mm. And it was like, well, that was never the intent to begin with, so why even bring it up? Mm. Like that, you know? So for me, it's like, well, there was a planning phase. We've already had the set itinerary. Mm-hmm. And if you want to gravitate a lot toward, uh, away from it, I kind of don't want to mm-hmm. because I came here knowing what I want to do. Yeah. And if you told me ahead of time and squeeze in it, okay, sure, that could have been a different trip or I could have been mentally prepared. Yeah. Whatever. Or accommodate that. Yeah. But the fact is that, well, now you want to do this now? Yeah. That's a little bit too spontaneous for me. Yeah. I get that. I can totally see how, Yeah. I, I, I definitely empathize so, with you in the yeah. situation. So that I kind like, of became the Japan trip. Not to that extreme this mm-hmm, time around, mm-hmm. but it was very like, oh, why don't we do that? Well, because we have a reservation for this thing. You know That's the, why. You know what the solution is, Jeff? Never go traveling with him again. Travel alone and go on five-day trips across the U.S. Okay, so that's the thing is that I haven't <laughs> talked about is that I've done the whole solo trip. Yeah. And I, got, I got boring real fast. You know, I liked it way more because everything I did had no second thought or consideration about whether or not I should do it because, hey, it's just me. <laughs> no, it's it's good. So the pros and cons, right? The pro is that you can do all the things you want to do. Exactly. But the thing God is that, bless. God bless the United States of Ukraine. Sorry. <laughs> but my issue with traveling solo is is that like I, I feel like I overlook a lot of things. So it's like I can research all I want on my end mm-hmm. but I feel like every time I travel with one or two other people mm-hmm. they find things that they want to do that I enjoy as well yeah that I didn't it didn't cross my mind or it didn't come across my research and so something like that that's why sometimes I do prefer traveling with uh, other people is that like I don't mind doing what they want to do because usually I'll enjoy it yeah because it's just a different experience I guess like, it, it depends on the people for sure yeah so when I did a solo trip to New York mm-hmm. I did all the touristy stuff but there's definitely a few things I didn't do on my... I, I Didn't do it because skip. you need some people to do it with. Or, like, I just didn't know fully or I didn't comprehend, like, the environment well. Or, like, another person would have made it more enjoyable. Yeah. And sometimes people, like, point out things that you would have missed. So I get yeah. that. I don't know. I so, guess for me, I just prefer the solo stuff. Like, because yeah, the, the cities that I'm thinking of... I guess... It, so, with these trips that I'm talking about, the one that I did last year and the one I'm hoping to do this year, if coronavirus doesn't kill us all. But, um... Those are more just like, I'm trying to hit up every major city in the U.S. that I've never been to that I think kind of defines, like, the U.S. in terms of, like, places you would want to visit. And obviously there's a lot missing, you know, like, New Orleans is another huge one. Um, can't think of any others, but... <laughs> so. Um, where have you gone already? States I've been to so far. Or these cities? California. <laughs> uh, Bay Area, California. Um... So when I started this trip, so the first one, like I said, Chicago, New York, so Brooklyn, Manhattan, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Seattle, Washington. Fuck Boston. Dude, I like Boston. Fuck Boston. <laughs> is it because they beat uh, Dodgers? And the Rams, my school is currently located near Boston, <laughs> so fuck Boston. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I was going to say, then Portland, Oregon, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I know that's not considered a major one for a lot of people, but I liked it. Um... And then this trip would be Austin, Texas, uh, Miami, Florida, Denver, Colorado, Vail, Colorado. I understand Vail isn't a major place, but it, um, the singer Metallica lives there, so <laughs> that's good enough for me. You're going to see him? Yeah, I'm going to try to Google his address and wait outside his window throwing rocks. All right, sounds good. This thing ain't enter Sandman. Sounds good. Exit light. No, um, no, I just the way you described it sounds... Actually, he had a very interesting thing I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on. He, uh... He's basically saying, because he, he was a Bay Area native, 
kind oh, of. Oh, the hunting thing? Oh, you heard that clip? You told me about it a few times already. Yeah, it sounds about right if it's Metallica themed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I told you. Yeah, he's basically just saying he, he like loved the Bay Area, but then it just got to a point where he got kind of sick of the like attitudes of people there just because they just felt very like they preached about being open-minded unless you're not their kind of open-minded, you know? Like, And he feels like in Vail, people are a lot more genuine. You can like talk about the different things you do and people just kind of are more open to hear it without kind of like judging you and looking at you weird. In particular for him, hunting was a big thing that he thought a lot of people like kind of judged him for doing in the Bay Area, whereas Vail, obviously that kind of fits in more and people are just kind of more generally open-minded in the true sense of the word. Well, the definition of liberalism is to be open-minded, but in terms of mainstream liberalism, liberalism means I'm open-minded only if and only if you agree to my liberalism. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly and what he was so, saying. Which is why I do not align with typical millennialism and other millennials is that I think they're all a bunch of crackheads <laughs> and selfish. Mm. There, I said it. Ah, um, all right. <laughs> That'll be the quote of the podcast once we release our greatest crackheads hits. Crackheads and selfish. <laughs> that's, no. the, that's the most okay boomer statement that's been said on this podcast, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Even so, though we're millennials. <laughs> Yeah, no, so in terms of, like, Japan, it's food was amazing. Oh, my gosh, I'm still craving a lot of the food there. Food is, did I say amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Um, McDonald's is just so much pressure there. <laughs> is it, uh, does it look nicer? Does it look like, because I've heard some countries, like, the... It, it still looks like a piece of crap, but then the difference is that, like, it just feels healthier. Like, when you take a, when you eat a burger there, you don't feel immediately disgusting. It takes a little mm. bit more to make you feel disgusting. <laughs> It feels like as if they're making it with actual ingredients. Huh. Whereas at McDonald's is just like, yeah, it kind of slaps us together. It may or may not have been between my butt cracks, but here you go. <laughs> but my butt cracks had some flavor. It's had some pizzazz to it. Yeah, um, so that's that's what I feel like with Japan. Um, I mean, hmm. Japan, they're also extremely racist, too. Nice. Like, if you're not Japanese, if you're a foreigner, then, well, whatever, right? Some of the na- locals there would judge you, and they probably won't like you. Mm-hmm. Because you're a foreigner and you don't abide by their customs. I'm more down to go now that you said that. <laughs> but the thing is, that, like, I, I love being hated. Bring it on, bitches. But I mean, I got this like a dirty look from a lady once just for sitting, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, Maybe you're sitting in a place where they had a sign. I think that my mask. Do not sit. I think the mask, the face mask I was using because I was traveling, mm-hmm. looked a little intimidating for her because mm. it was like N99 grade mask. Hmm. Wow. Um. So yeah, so that's the thing is that like, with Japan, the people there are very racist, but the thing is that it's kind of like, well, that's their culture, and we're, as a foreigner, oftentimes us foreigners, we don't really understand their culture, and we're ignorant, like, even though I'm trying to be polite as possible, I may be doing things that are still ignorant to them. Yeah. So I can't exactly blame them for being disliking of me. <laughs> Annoyed. Yeah, really. I kind of had a similar conversation about this when I was, when I did that college Europe trip. Mm-hmm. I was in Rome, and then we were at this restaurant, and then this, like, waitress was being a little bitchy and just kind of, uh, just kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of giving a bad attitude in general, and then she, um, like, I remember I made a comment to it about one of the guys sitting with me, and just like, oh, what's her, her deal, like, what's her deal type of thing, and then he was just like, well, maybe it's because she has to deal with foreigners like us all the time, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure, just get another job, whatever, it's fine, 
And then he was, and then she was just like, well, maybe she can't get another job. It just, I, th- I think it's just like when people always give the benefit of the doubt to the people when they're just like not from the country, you know what I mean? Be like, well, we're visiting, so we can't judge at all. You know, that's the shit that annoys me. Like, you cannot, like, I don't, like, I just don't like this, like, like, totally get out of jail free card that, like, people try to, people are trying to be woke and just, like, totally understanding and, like, liberally conscious of other countries give. That's what bugs me sometimes. Because I definitely understand that where you want to be, like, understanding of how the countries are different and how the customs are different. But I don't like this, like, 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 it's not wrong. It's different. Like, we can't do it. Like, we can't judge them at all. I don't know. So, mini rant, but that's what I think. Must fair. Yeah. I feel like that applies to what you'd say as well, right? I think it's a little bit different is that, like, so, let's say that you're in a country like Japan where it is predominantly one ethnicity, right? Yes. Uh, it becomes a little bit different where, well, they have their own doctrines, they have their own traditions, they have their own mannerisms, they're brought up from birth to now, right? Versus where in America, Australia, uh, Canada, right? These countries are all effectively, these are melting pots. Whatever freaking phrase you want to use. People say it's a salad now. We're... Uh, big salad and I'm like at this point I'm like I don't care what freaking food dish you want to use I have never heard that <laughs> I've heard different things huh. and so at the end of the day let's agree that we're just a big mix and hodgepodge of groups right and so the difference for me is that let's say that I'm in a country that is dominant by one ethnicity okay like Japan like yeah. China like let's say Italy let's say uh, Russia right there's something called Russian you can imagine it. it's like a a big white dude, whatever. When you go to Italy, you think of somebody that's like, well, you have, you can easily visualize it, right? Yeah. Versus like America, well, it's a, it's a hodgepodge of people. So that becomes different where like you have to be a little bit more tolerant of everybody's others, other cultures because it's a mix. Whereas like these countries, well, they have a certain tradition because, and that's who they are. That's their yeah. cultural identity. Yeah. So which is why I'm a little bit more lenient on that mm-hmm. versus let's say I'm in America. Well, we're a friggin' hodgepodge. We have a lot of Latinos or Latinx, whatever the frick phrase is now called. Uh, you we have, just got fired from all the potential jobs we would have got. For being culturally insensitive. Yep. You have African Americans. Like even just this past you have you seen it on social media lately? Oh, it's on my social media, but like, um, a lot of, like, hate crimes to Chinese people in SF. Yeah, I saw the link you sent. Yeah, and the most recent that, it's Keanu Reeves in SF. That's all I see. There's also <laughs> another one recently where a lady was dragged uh, as she was being mugged hmm. by a group of people in a car and drove wow. away. Um, that just happened in week. SF? In SF. Chinatown. Hmm. And so Shit it's, like that probably does happen, like, on the weekly. It's just a no, matter it does. of, like, and now that we're just actually, exposing it more and more. Yeah, yeah. It and I don't but, know, but that's that's what I'm saying is that like well in a country with so many different people, mm-hmm. there's more customs to take into account because that was the design of the country to be a refuge for, well, relig- from per- religious persecution at first, but it's become what it is now. Yeah, what I'm saying is America, but um, I get that. I think it's just like because what I'm saying a similar tangent is like when you're in a country like that. Like, I just don't like when people have this blanket statement of, like, well, it's a different culture and just, like, they have their customs and they were raised this way that you can't at all judge and just have to, like, act like it's this, like, band-aid statement that accuses them, like, just excuses them of, like, if they're ever doing something fucked up. Not saying any culture in particular, what they're doing is fucked up, but I think we're basically saying the same thing. 
I guess. Anyway, so Japan was fun. <laughs> I want to go back again, but definitely I'm gonna be very. I'm gonna scrutinize the people I'm going with and be very selective. You're gonna screw lots of people you're going with. That's scrutinize, what I mean. you dumbass. <laughs> I can't help it if you mumble. But uh, you educated swine. All right, out of ten, what would you rate your trip? Seven or eight. Okay, that's solid. Solid. I go. I think that's a successful trip. But right, um, tell me about your Spartan race, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, Spartan Race. I guess not many people... Well, you think everyone knows what that is? Should I explain? No, no you get tased, right? Tased? Or is that uh, Tough Mudder? One of the two. You get tased in Tough Mudder? Yeah. It's like an electric wire fence thing. Oh, nice. Well, okay. Well, I didn't do Tough Mudder, but uh, yeah, I did a Spartan Race. And uh, for anyone not aware, it's basically just an obstacle course race. Um, they, for this specific one, Spartan Race, they do it all over you know, the country. I guess they, like, drive and set up the courses in different cities. They had, like, one in L.A., I think, was the next one. I can't remember. No. Sonoma? I fuck. I can't remember. Anyways, so this one was in San Jose. Uh, friend suggested that I do it because he's been getting into CrossFit. And, uh, yeah, let me tell you about that trip, Joe. Ugh. So I did cross-country in high school, right? Yes. Yeah, running. You know one rule we learned in cross-country, Joe? Don't stop stopping. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good that's a good rule. But no, it was never walk. Even if your jogging is microscopically slower than it would be if you were actually walking, still like do the motions because you want to keep the motions and like get that ingrained in your body of never walking. Even if you're like running up the steepest hill that's basically straight vertical, just kind of keep the motions going even as painful as it is even if you like feel like you need to stop if you think walking would be easier we've just been ingrained and i've had that in my brain for the past 10 years to just never walk over 10 years then five minutes <laughs> of this hill i was supposed to go up i was walking it was just that steep it just like it undid all that shit that's the type of stuff that was on this course so it was 25 obstacles, 6.8 miles, which apparently was the easier version because previously it used to be 8.6 miles, which I can't even imagine how that would have been. So, course starts, right? You First thing you do, you run for a bit, and then you go in a mud pit. So, I just happened to bring shorts that definitely weren't waterproof. So, they were like sagging and like dragging me down, and I had to keep pulling them up to not be pantsing everybody behind me. And then you go up the hill, like I said, just straight vertical. goes on for maybe like... I don't know, half, a little over half a mile. That's how steep it was. Nobody was running up it. It was just so goddamn steep. People were huffing and puffing and like looked like their hearts were exploding just by walking it. Some even stopped. And then once you get over the hill, it's not even a solace that you're going down because it's basically the exact level of steepness going like down from what you did going up. Basically, just super steep going down. So it's not comfortable and you're just like feet are pounding. And then from there, some of the highlights that were difficult included... Um, there was one part where there was this giant hill and you had to just grab a bucket <laughs> full of rocks and put it on your back and just walk up the hill and go down with it. Another part, you had to get this giant bean bag that was, I don't know, like 40, 50 pounds, put it on your back, walk up a hill, go down. Another part, at the very end, there was a mud pit you actually had to submerge your whole body in <laughs> for at least one second to get through the other side and like, that, like right before the end of it. And then a lot of it was just like, just rope, wall type of shit like <laughs> just imagine like a big wall like a rope and then there's a platform that's like i don't know 10 feet high that you have to climb up the rope to get momentum to get up above there was one part that was um it was just like an old school gym rope like imagine you know like the stereotype when you're in gym and you got the big rope you gotta climb up yes a lot of people struggle with that that was one of the ones i actually felt comfortable with but uh 
I didn't use my legs at all. Everyone kept saying you're supposed to use your legs, but I just literally like bare armed it and uh, was able to ring the bell. And um, what else? Oh yeah, monkey bars, dude. Fucking a, monkey bars are so goddamn fucking hard, especially if you don't have gloves. Like the way those things are set, like it's not like your monkey bars in school, obviously where they're super close. These were fucking far apart, so the only way you could do them is if like you had momentum, was like swinging to each one like in one motion. Like if you stopped, just wasn't gonna work. Um, and then if you ever, so the 25 obstacles, if you like couldn't do one or like you just like didn't want to do it, the, this was kind of honor system, but basically you had to do 30, burpe, uh, 30 burpees in place. And it's like, dude, I usually do like 20 burpees max. I've never done like 30 burpees at once. So yeah, it was rough. Um, you persuaded me to never, ever, actually, no, you've reinforced my stance to never do any of these type of runs. I don't know. Doesn't it sound kind of... Don't you feel like you would feel satisfied finishing it, say you, saying you've done it? I feel like I would have wasted my money more than I regret trying to withdraw from my current class, and I dropped 5K. <laughs> like, that would make me more butthurt. What if this was free? I wouldn't have done it, period. Really? You like working out, though? Wouldn't you feel good doing, like, a race and feeling strong and tough after? I like lifting. I don't like being tortured. <laughs> There's a difference. Is it, the, is it the running? Do you not like running? I don't like running. I don't like carrying rocks unnecessarily. I don't like climbing a rope unnecessarily. Do you like burpees? I don't like doing burpees unnecessarily. <laughs> there was one, there was some stuff you might find fun. There was one part, this is going to be... I know there's a javelin throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I probably that. the only thing I would have liked. <laughs> there was, let's see what you think about this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe this at all, so go with me on this. Yes, there's no. So, imagine a big, like, square contraption, right? And imagine there's a rope like go into the top of it and you pull the rope and there's like it's connected to a beanbag that's on the ground and the more you pull it the beanbag goes up yeah. to eventually touch the roof sure so the beanbag is really heavy so imagine doing that and you can't so once you get it to the, you have to get it to the very top to like touch the beanbag to the ceiling and then from there you can't just drop it you have to like gently ease it down and if you like drop it at all you'll have to do 30 burpees and just say fuck all the work you just did type of thing so i don't know you think that would be fun pulling a rope that's kind of like weights right I think I would have fun doing it, but knowing that that's part of the hell that I'm doing for 6.8 <laughs> miles just makes me feel like I know. Yeah. It just makes me know. <laughs> just know. Um, the easiest part was barbed wire. <laughs> the easiest part was just the crawling under barbed wire. The easiest part was getting waterboarded? No, barbed wire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, because I want to stab myself unnecessarily. <laughs> I mean, going under barbed wire, just like crawling through it. I'm trying to think. There were some other parts that was like, I, it's funny, I pulled my uh, muscle twice, I like cramped up twice. People have tried to persuade me to do the sparring race so many times, or Tough Mudder, either one of the two, and I'm just like, no, never. I don't know, it's a good feeling, I just like this feeling of satisfaction knowing you've done it, you know? Don't you ever feel like a big undertaking, just like, you just, I heard a deep quote from Jerry Seinfeld once, okay. or no, Tom Hanks, this, uh, he was basically saying like, you know James Corden, late night talk show host? Yes. So, James Corden, his first episode, he got Tom Hanks to help him out with it, and Tom Hanks, like, really, like, went all out on the sketch, like, surprisingly, like, more than you would think, considering it's just, like, a late night show sketch. And then James was like, wow, I really appreciate you doing that, thanks so much, and Tom Hanks said something like, um, yeah, you know, in our business, what you have to do is, like, you have to rehearse and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice, and then practice to the point where it can't get any better, and you've done your best. And then you can move on. And that's basically just saying how, like, as humans, we're so objective-based that, like, we need 
to get like we work so hard just to like be satisfied with something and like not have it ravage our brain and then we can move on to something else i don't know if that makes sense but basically i'm saying as humans we invest so much work just for the like mental satisfaction and like set like mentally just being content with like an accomplishment being over does that make sense I feel like that sounds like you're telling me to stick with my grad class. <laughs> Maybe it, like indirectly, that's fate telling you because I actually wasn't relating this to your grad class at all. <laughs> I was just thinking in general with life. That's why I feel about the Spartan race. I feel like there's definitely starting. Th- it depends on what it is. So let's say, yeah, for some people, a Spartan race really f- makes them feel accomplished once they complete it. Yeah, I understand that. Or a marathon or something like that. Yeah. Then there's me who, when people ask me, "Hey, what do you think about doing the five k?" When I was I did the hot cocoa run last year. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, I only did it to try to prove myself I can do it. Exactly. And after doing it, I'm like, why the hell did I do it? <laughs> but don't you feel proud that you did it? Stoked? That you can put it on your resume of your life? No, I was, uh, actually, I was more butthurt that I found a flaw in my free jacket that I got. <laughs> no, not going to lie. Like, I really could care less about the whole 5K. I couldn't, didn't hit the time that I wanted. Couldn't care less. I didn't hit the time that I wanted. I it was in pain. Um, well, that's a starting point. And I found... Like, a flaw in my jacket. In your jacket? Yeah, so, like, at the end of the day, when people ask me, like, hey, would you do it again? I'd be like, yeah, I think I would do it again if there's a cool jacket involved. So the jacket was the prize that you got? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was a free jacket. Or, it came with the, uh, fees. Mm. Um, yeah, that sounds very you. <laughs> you would be but the most it, glass-half-empty type of person with a jacket like that. But when it comes to, let's say, like, a video game or something like that, then I feel accomplished. Okay, that's where... Well, so that's the thing is that, like, one, my point is is that I agree to the concept of working hard to accomplish something, mm-hmm. but I think it really depends on what it is for the first person. Yeah, exactly. If they actually give a damn about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that's true. Because, I mean, if I... There's a lot of shit that I could work towards that I don't really give a shit about. Yeah. And, like, okay, basketball, I think, would be another one where, like, uh, when I first picked up basketball again... Mm-hmm. I was out of shape. I had trouble running up and down the courts. Mm. But then once I realized, once I started playing more and towards the end, I was able to keep, I mean, like, I wasn't any better than the next person, but mm-hmm. like, I was able to improve. Yeah. yeah, that was an accomplishment. I was proud of that. Nice. Do you still play basketball? Yeah, I'm out of time. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They, uh, the radio, I've been listening to sports radio in the morning, mm-hmm. and there's two DJs who, uh, like, they, they set up this game, called it the Disgrace at Chase, where they played... They're, like, pretty out of shape and middle-aged and, like, got a lot of injuries. And they actually set it up where they played at the Chase Center. <laughs> nice. At 9 a.m. on Wednesday, they played a one-on-one game till 11. And it's oh. just hilarious. They live-streamed it because they're both so out of shape. And it took, like, 30 minutes for them to play a game to 11, and they're just, like, missing most of their shots. <laughs> hey, I'm actually surprised that they finished it in 30 minutes. <laughs> that, that might be, they had to take a break at one point. <laughs> it's just so funny watching them live stream it because they were just like, just walking so slowly, just looking so out of shape, just like no good moves at all in the game. And they had like a professional like sports commentator just like narrating it as it went on and like narrating nothing basically. But yeah, it's pretty good. I recommend it. <laughs> Awkward pauses towards the middle. Like I don't know what else to say at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like the referee at one point wasn't even like close to the game. He was like standing super far away. And he's like, that's ah, all right. I can see everything that's going on. Nothing's going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's a pretty good title, right? Disgrace at, the Disgrace at Chase. Um, actually, I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, dude, you should. I'll anyways. Say. Uh, yeah, anyways. Do we have uh, anything else to cover, Joe? Uh, unless you want to hear about my uh, doctor visit. Other than that. I'll, I'll do a few concerts. I could throw that in real quick. All right.
Yeah. So am I supposed to talk about the doctors? No, we're uh, going to talk about something important. My concerts. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right, real quick. All right, so real quick. We'll do speed topics. Your doctor, my concerts. All right, so. Wait, wait. Let's make this fun. Let's time it. So let's give each other two minutes. Two minutes. I'll time you. Ready? Right. One, two, three. All right, so because I had strep throat, and I knew I had strep throat, I was like, all right, cool. I need to go to the doctor and get antibiotics because that's the proper um, protocol. protocol. Yes. Go in and I tell them, yeah, I have traveled recently. I went to Japan. And then it becomes like a whole like, oh, do you have coronavirus kind of like speculation. I'm like, okay, I understand the precaution. Sure. I get it. Go in. Nurse is a little bit standoffish. Tries to ask for symptoms, blah, blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Took that. End up waiting. I was in the doctor's office for a total of four hours. Wow. Ridiculous. This is urgent care. I went at 7 a.m. And then um, the doctor comes in. And he's like, oh, so let me do a quick survey. Like, who you were exposed to, the possible chance of being coronavirus. It was all negative. And mm-hmm. then he's like, yeah. And I told him, I think it's strep throat. And he's like, well, it doesn't seem like strep throat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, bitch, just look at my tonsils. I'll open my, look at it, be thorough. And he's like, okay, sure. And then he looked at it, he's like, okay, I guess it might be strep throat kind of attitude. <laughs> and then he asked me, okay, so I can give you antibiotics to treat it as if it's strep throat, or do you want to run a test? And I'm like, the fact that you're asking me means that you're an idiot. So, all right, let's run a test. Mm. Nurse comes in, super nice. Mm. Does, isn't standoffish anymore. Nice. And she's also trying to be super nice all of a sudden. Because says, she thinks you don't have coronavirus? Yeah. 30 the, seconds. And then she becomes super friendly, like, oh my gosh, you knew what your issue was. You're just trying to take care of yourself, and you've been here for so long. Oh my gosh, do you want something to eat? You've been here for so long. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Thanks for the attitude change. Now that you know for a fact that I don't have coronavirus. And in between that, I heard nurses saying, oh, should we even see him? So, fun fact, being an Asian person with suspect... Of uh, suspicious of uh, coronavirus, good times. Wow, that was like two minutes almost right in the dead. One fifty-seven. Good job, Jeff. Woo! All right, so that's my week and why we postponed the show because I was sick <laughs> and Jaw had before. coronavirus, and that nice, lovely nurse saved his life. <laughs> that's what I got from the story. <laughs> nurse was an asshole. Anyways, <laughs> maybe she just hadn't had her coffee yet, Jeff. Wow, coffee does wonders to this human being. It really you know, does. Honestly, I think for some people. <laughs> Alright. No, I know what you mean. Alright, so... Let me, uh, let, me, let me pull up my timer. Alright. Two minutes, right? Yep. Three, two... Well, hold on. Alright. Uh, Alright, three, two, one, go. Alright, so I... My last two weeks covered the full spectrum of concert, concert experiences, Jock. You want to hear about it? Go, yeah, I'm sure. going to tell you about it, Jock. Okay. So, three concerts. I like... A lot of different music. I like heavy music. I like the extreme, like just like screaming at the top of their lungs, like playing as fast as they can, playing as extreme as they can. I like the mellow shit. I like the just more like we'll take you on a ride of like spiritual emotions and like chill music. I like the middle ground. I like everything in between. Some heavy moments, some chill moments. So these three concerts, I think, perfectly sum that up. First band. Not in order. Band called Destroyer. Very jazzy, mellow indie band. I kind of think of them as like a... Destroyer. Yeah, I know. It's a very not fitting name. They have a... They have um Their singer just looks like the most indie, artsy person you could ever meet. Has a big Jufro. Um, never, always looks like staring off in the distance. They have a saxophone player. They have a keyboard player. They have a trumpet player. They have a bassist. They have two guitar players. They have a drummer. Just like all this huge setup. And like they sound like they do kind of movie soundtracks. So mellow music. Second band. 
in between the heavy band and the mellow band, a uh, little band called Silver Sun Pickups. I think uh, they rock hard some them? moments. Got some, uh, got some ballady moments. Uh, that was a good concert. It was at the Fox Theater in Oakland, my favorite venue. And then third concert, also at the Fox Theater, the heavy band, a band called Machine Head. A, hand, a heavy name that actually has a heavy band, unlike Destroyer. Um, what was cool about this show was they um, had... So, okay. They've had a few different lineup changes, and their first album was considered a very good album, and they had a distinct lineup on that band of a guitar player, a drummer, and a bass player, and those members later left the band. So for this tour, they for the first half, they played for over three hours, and they had the current lineup play about 10 to 12 songs for the first hour and a half. They took a 10-minute break. Then it was just the singer and the band members from the first album replacing all the other band members playing the first album in its entirety. Who does that? Who does that? Over three hours. For six members. Anyways, there it is. Hey, nice. We're on the same time as me. Yeah, well, I saw the time. <laughs> so I had an unfair advantage, but I don't know. Anyways. That's that was, our episode. That was us for the last four, five, four or five weeks? Yeah, Something last like four or five weeks. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We're trying going back to production once a week again. Especially if I withdraw from my course. Anyways. All right. On that lovely, bright note, have a fantastic weekend, you bitches. Bye.